So it's been a wild, well, it's been a wild, I don't know, probably four or five months in British politics, but it's gotten crazier as we've gone along, reaching an absolute peak last night um, with, I mean, some of the stories coming out of Westminster were crazy. Like this person had resigned. Oh no, they didn't. This is a confidence vote. Oh no, it's not. I mean, it was nuts. It was absolute nuts. I don't think anybody really knew what was going on. In the end, as it all gets wrapped up today, Liz Truss is out. She's only been... Prime Minister of the UK for a grand total of 45 days. She now becomes the shortest tenured Prime Minister in the history of the country. Gone. Um, So what's next? There's all kinds of amazing stories about that too. So let's try and get a bit of a breakdown here. We're going to chat with Nicholas Allen, a reader in politics at Royal Holloway University in London, England. Uh, Nicholas, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us. Pleasure. Pleasure. Let's just start by going back through the very short, stormy tenure of Liz Truss and and her downfall. I mean, she only took over from Boris Johnson 45 days ago, and she was really ambitious, and it turned to be uh, her undoing, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's. I'm afraid your, your introduction almost doesn't do it justice. It's been completely nuts. <laughs> um Completely insane. I mean, Harold Wilson said, a former British Prime Minister, a week is a long time in politics. I mean, at the moment, a morning is a long time in British (laughs) politics. Absolutely crazy. I mean, my goodness, yes, it it all... 45 days ago, so much has happened then. The Queen dying. um, Yeah. I mean, that in itself took up a large chunk of it. It makes you... So (laughs) the wheels began falling off fairly quickly shortly after that, once the funeral had passed. And the mini budget, or really a budget, but it's called a mini budget, was announced by her then Chancellor of the Exchequer, essentially giving up um, billions of unfunded tax cuts. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was that that this, in a sense, it was it was a move that had been trailed in her leadership campaign. She she was elected Conservative leader in part because she promised this optimistic tax-cutting agenda. But the what, the extent of the cuts, the, the, the billions that were sort of unfunded, unaccounted for, the fact that it was done through sleights of hand by not publishing Office of Budget Responsibility paperwork to um, predict what was going to be the consequences, the fact that she'd, um, her government had sacked the senior civil servant in the Treasury, uh, who might have been regarded as a possible obstacle for this kind of courageous announcement. I mean, it just... It set the the markets. Um, yeah, they crashed. It set uh, completely. I mean, you <laughs> tanked the tanked the pound on the markets. It tanked um, confidence in voters' confidence in the government, and it ultimately tanked Conservative MPs' confidence in the Prime Minister. I mean, uh, what a roller coaster! And yeah, I mean, forty uh, the shortest premiership in British history, and uh, one of the most eventful, shall we say. So, uh, I, I don't know how it got to the point. What happened last... Do you understand what, what went on yesterday that led to well, this? I mean, it was. It sounds like it was completely bonkers. It was It was completely bonkers. I mean, I, I, I've been... I watched the, the resignation announcement with my students in the class, which is the most exciting seminar I think I've ever taught. <laughs> I mean, you, you, if you go, I think you need to go back to next Friday. I know that seems like ancient news now, but next, sorry, last Friday, not next Friday, last Friday, uh, Liz Truss sacked her Chancellor of the Exchequer, the man who announced the unfunded tax cuts. He was brought back in a hurry from New York and summarily dismissed. That led to 
a run in on Theresa May, uh, sorry, not Theresa May, a run on Liz Truss <laughs> and a run on confidence in her. And she appointed Jeremy Hunt as the new Conservative Chancellor. He sort of steadied the ship a little bit. Um, he's seen as a sort of a, as a, a more pragmatic, more sensible politician than Kwasi Kwarteng, the former Chancellor. He immediately sort of started talking to the markets, trying to, to calm things down. Then on Monday, there was an urgent question in the House of Commons about the sacking of Kwasi Kwarteng. Liz Truss did not answer that question. She sent in Penny Morden to answer it on her behalf, which, of course, got tongues wagging about what on earth was going on there. Then there was the um, a sort of a, an almost a mini mini budget to undo the damage of the mini budget that Jeremy Hunt announced <laughs> in a short statement. And by this point, it looked like she was potentially, well, certainly not out of the woods, but things had calmed down a little bit. Tuesday was almost banal. And then Wednesday, Wednesday morning was great. Nothing happened Wednesday morning. And then Wednesday afternoon, firstly, during Prime Minister's questions, the, uh, Liz Truss U-turned on a U-turn. So originally, Jeremy Hunt had, had said that we're not going to rule out how pensions increases the type to inflation. Liz Truss then said, no, we're absolutely going to increase um, pensions in line with inflation. There then followed the sudden unexpected sacking of Suella Braverman, the <laughs> Home Secretary, who, who had l- leaked a, a government document on her private, or you know, used her private email account to send someone who shouldn't have received a government document, a government document. <laughs> and then where are we? Thursday. Yes. So this was all yesterday afternoon. And then, of course, there was a vote in the House of Commons on something on fracking. Basically, the Conservatives had campaigned against doing any more fracking in their 29 manifesto. It's something that a lot of Conservative MPs in rural seats really don't like. You don't tend to get fracking in urban areas where Labour does well. You tend to get it in Conservative seats. And the government had then made, apparently made the confidence vote. So MPs had to absolutely vote against um, the Labour motion saying that yeah. we should ban fracking. And then, then the, uh, towards the end, it was suggested that maybe they hadn't made it a confidence vote. And then there was a lot of argy-bargy in the division lobbies in the House <laughs> of Commons when there were, you know, apparently, I'm not going to swear on radio, don't worry, but the, the Deputy Chief Whip and yeah. the Chief Whip both resigned with the Deputy Chief, <laughs> Chief of Energy saying, I've, I've effing, had enough of this effing nonsense to all intents and purposes. Yeah. But then they didn't resign. They unresigned. And, oh, I mean, absolute pandemic. It was a farce. The, absolutely farce. <laughs> I've never in my life seen anything approaching this in British politics. I mean, it's... <sighs> Talk about a banana, rep- yeah. I mean, a banana republic. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. Yeah, Sadiq Khan today oh, yeah. said that the, the laughing stock at the International Mayor's Conference he's attending. I, I think, um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, don't, I think people are shell-shocked. People at Westminster are shell-shocked. People watching Westminster are shell-shocked. It's, it's yeah, abs- it, you, you couldn't have lifted out. It, it's a more absurd plot yeah, than exactly. what you would get in, in a satirical comedy. But but it's not over, Nicholas. I mean, you're talking about an absurd plot. I'm hearing Boris Johnson could be the Prime Minister again next weekend. Is that, I mean, is this, there's some well, truth there, right? He says he will be interested well, in doing that. I, it's, it's, I've not heard anything directly from him. As far as the last thing I knew of his whereabouts was via Twitter and that he was on a beach somewhere in the Caribbean. <laughs> the, now, it's a lot, lots of, I mean, inevitably lots of rumour and speculation. This is going to be a one-week leadership contest. It's yeah. going to be done very, very quickly. I imagine the Conservative Party would like it done even quicker. So there will probably, I 
I haven't heard yet what's, how they can organise it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they raise the nomination threshold to make it much harder for non-serious candidates to stand. They, they want it over as quickly as possible with the smallest number of very plausible candidates. Now, Boris Johnson may or may not fancy his chances. He, it may be that he's still sunning himself on the Caribbean and laughing his... Yeah, he might do it for just for a lark, lark Nicholas. I could see that. He, he might do, but he's got nothing to gain by doing it. He, he, he will suddenly spe- won't be able to start earning, or he'll have to stop taking hundreds of thousands of pounds for giving speeches, which he needs. He needs the money. And also, whoever's going to become prime minister next, the next Conservative Party leader, is, is doomed to fail. I yeah. think the, the, the likelihood of the Conservatives winning the next general election, given the way the polls are at the moment, given the way the economy is likely to go, given all the other challenges that they're going to be dealing with. I think he's next to zero. So Boris Johnson has nothing to gain by coming back. He's also absolutely tainted. I mean, the guy left yeah. and he fell on a sword that he had planted in the ground with his frequent and myriad ethical lapses. The, the guy is, was not morally fit to be prime minister. And a lot of conservative MPs know that. So I, I, I wouldn't be too excited about maybe him coming back. I mean, if he does, then I think we deserve to be dressed up as, a, as, a, as the international jester, frankly. Um, but there are other, other serious, more, perhaps more realistic candidates. I mean, Rishi Sunak, who was the defeated candidate um, in, the most re- in, in the last contest against Liz Truss, uh, lots of speculation about him standing, lots of speculation about Penny Mordaunt. She stood in yeah, for Theresa yeah. May when Theresa May, sorry, Liz Truss, not Theresa May, Liz Truss, <laughs> when Liz Truss was not hiding under a desk. That was something else that was talked about. Yeah, yeah. And then um, Jeremy Hunt's not like, has already, I think, ruled him. He says he's out. Yeah, he, he's not interested. Uh, Nicholas, you still there? Oh, we lost Nicholas. Um, I wanted to ask him about the fact. I, I think the only way this ends is in a general election. I really do. Uh, I don't know. But but Nicholas, thank you. Uh, I think that's a pretty good uh, take on exactly what happened in British politics. Um, wild, wild stuff. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.